Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On sent you. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. like to welcome in all of our new and our returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. And we're kicking off the week today, our final week, James, of three episodes after this week. So starting next week, we're back for five episodes a week all the way through the Super Bowl and then into all-star game season, the scouting combine, the NFL draft, all the way through until next June, mid to late June. We will be back five days a week with all of you great, amazing Buccaneers fans. Uh, if you didn't catch the announcement in our last episode, we are going to have a Locked On Bucks Fantasy Football League this year. So if you want to throw your name in the ring, it's not really a sign up. It's a show you that you're interested. And if you are, we'll put you in the randomizer. We're going to take nine people who are interested uh, in, in playing fantasy football with us this year, and we will flesh out a 12-team league. We've already got more than enough people who are interested. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get all of you in but we will get as many in as we can, nine of you, and then we'll have some fun and uh, we'll have a cool prize at the end of that. And I don't know, James, maybe we take the guys who didn't get in and maybe we put them on another list, we shuffle them up, and maybe we pick a winner for another prize, like a, I don't know, like a gift card or something. We'll see. We'll see what we can pull off. But before we get to that, we've got to get through the remainder of the offseason. It's almost over. Training camp is almost here, so bear with us. Uh, but the the rankings keep coming the projections keep coming as they will always do during this time of year and lately or the latest james that we're going to talk about here to start today's show is steve weish talking about how the buccaneers can be even better than they were when they won super bowl Derek brooks uh, how much better will tom brady's bucks be after the super bowl you, you know the, the phrasing of that question patrick i know that was on the top of bar but when i think about how much better they're going to be i'm not going to say tom brady's bucks Maybe Todd Bowles' Buccaneers or Devin White's Buccaneers or Levante Davids or JPP or Antoine Winfield. We can go through the defense because that's where they're going to be better. As we saw last year, the final four games, the temperature of this defense changed. They gave up five points per game less in the final final four regular season games. Of their 20, of their 20 uh, five takeaways, five came in those final four games. Then you get to the playoffs. They face three Super Bowl MVPs in Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Four touchdown passes allowed, six interceptions, and they did not allow the Chiefs to score a touchdown. This defense is now going to only get better now that they know what they need to do. When everyone knows the role, that's why they are going to be better this year. They're going to be better from the beginning, and they're going to be better throughout because this defense is going to be a huge compliment to Tom Brady. That again, of course, was Steve Weish over there on the NFL Network talking about the uh, the Buccaneers and David. He's even though he had to go out there and, and disrespect uh, the best male athlete of the year uh, in Tom Brady, he's not wrong. This team knows that you know, or the 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 offense knows what they have. 
you know, they're not really going to change much where the, the wins and the losses and the improvements are going to come are going to be with the defense playing the way they did as, as Steve pointed out down the stretch in the regular season and into the postseason, the way they were able to take the ball away, the way they were able to get after the quarterback, the way they were able to stifle opposing receivers and running backs. It's, it's hard for me to imagine the offense getting much better you know, they might show a little bit of improvement here, maybe with the run game, maybe not getting off to a slow of a start as they did last year with, with all the guys trying to get to know each other. But it's going to be all about the defense, and I think the defense is really what's going to carry them into probably winning the division, into a deep playoff run, and potentially into winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at the offense and where it could possibly improve, it's like you said, it's really it's early on in the game, maybe a little bit more efficiency, you know, on third downs, stuff like that, not having as many three and outs, you know, during a, during a, a given stretch. And if the Buccaneers offense can become more efficient to start games off, then it's going to put their opponents kind of behind the eight ball a little bit sooner, a little bit behind on the scoreboard, which is going to make them do what? It's going to make them throw the ball more, which is going to test the youngest part of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which is the secondary ranked 32nd coming into last season, obviously coming out of the year, they're not going to rank them as low, but there are still going to be people who want to look at this defense. And when you got Indomitian Sue, Vita Vea, and William Golson up front, and then you got those linebackers and edge rushers, the secondary is the weak part of this Buccaneers defense, not saying they are weak, but when you look at the defense, where is the biggest discrepancy in experience and proven Uh, ability it's going to be in the secondary so that's where offenses already are going to have to look to try to impact the Buccaneers defense points getting on the board from Tom Brady in the offense earlier in games than maybe they were last year is only going to uh, increase that and magnify that so this Buccaneers secondary is going to basically be getting attacked all game long if this offense does in fact improve in those areas Um, so it's going to be it's going to be critical we're going to we're going to have to see how this whole thing works out and, and whether or not they're up to the task I'm confident that they can definitely get up to the task that pass rush obviously is going to help them but then you know knock on wood one injury, you know, one, one the Buccaneers are one player away, uh, depending on who that player is, from having a significantly hindered uh, pass rush or at least a downgraded pass rush, which then also puts more pressure on the secondary. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this defense can do um, in in year two, kind of in this mold, like you know, with, with the momentum they have with Anton Winfield Jr. and all that stuff. And but opposing offenses are also very interested to see what's going to happen with this top Bulls defense as well. Well, David, something that's always up to the task of giving you something healthy but delicious to boot. That's our friends over at Built Bar with their nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, go ahead and pick up a mixed box. And you're going to get two of each of those nine flavors that I just named Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Head to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to receive 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Second two here in the Lockdown Bucks podcast, kicking off the week here Monday, our final short week. David Harrison and James Yarko here with you on Twitter at dharrison82 at jyarko underscore bucks, and then of course the show at Lockdown Bucks. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still winning, 
even though they're not even strapping on the pads, they're not even playing games. And really, James, the entire city of Tampa is just continuing to win. It's been like an 18-month just amazing run of, of winning uh, for the city of Tampa. So very happy for all the Tampa sports fans, but especially Buccaneers fans. And, of course, right now what we're talking about is the Buccaneers being big winners at the ESPYs, uh, ESPN's annual award show for athletics for excellence in sports performance, coming away with the best team. And Tom Brady, the quarterback, coming away with Best Male Athlete Award. Now, Tom Brady won his award going up against Auto Auto Racer Lewis Hamilton, who we've seen uh, he and Hamilton do some work together uh, with some sponsorships and everything together. So those two are tied in more ways than one. Edmonton Oilers player Connor McDavid was up for the award, as well as Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Uh, the Buccaneers beat out the Stanford Cardinals women's basketball team, the Baylor Bears men's basketball team, the Alabama Crimson Tide football team, Oklahoma Sooners softball team, the WNBA's Seattle Storm, and Major League Baseball's Los Angeles Dodgers to come away with the best team award. So the Buccaneers uh, continuing to earn some individual accolades with the GOAT and also continuing to get some recognition as a team, which, of course, to go back to last spring, is really what we were all hoping for with the arrival of Tom Brady, is that some of these lesser-known Buccaneers would start getting noticed and getting appreciated, and now the team as a whole certainly doing so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they definitely cleaned up last night, and, and some people were on social media talking about how is Tom Brady the best male athlete, and I think what a lot of it boils down to is the fact that Tom Brady is out there playing a heavy contact sport and he's about 15 years older than the maybe even 20 years older than the league average of players. So to do what he's doing at his age, leading a team to a Super Bowl in his first year with a new team in a new system, with a new staff, with a new roster, that's going to kind of put him over the edge. Now, if we're talking about like pure athletic ability yeah i saw people saying you know he's not even a top five quarterback okay he's not the quarterback that patrick mahomes is he's not the quarterback that aaron Rodgers is from a raw physical talent standpoint but that doesn't discount what he's able to do in the world of athletics if i were to pick just the best raw athlete out of these four men it would be Connor mcdavid mcdavid is bar none the best player in hockey and without him the Edmonton Oilers don't even sniff a playoff appearance granted they can't win a playoff game but they don't even get close to making the playoffs without Connor McDavid but when you take into account everything that Brady and the Buccaneers went through you take into account his age and the level where he's still playing he absolutely deserved to win the best male athlete the biggest gripe that I have is we have a college women's basketball team, a college men's basketball team, a college football team, a college softball team, and a WNBA team all up for best team. Where are the Tampa Bay lightning? And I realize I'm, I'm probably splitting hairs here. I don't follow college softball. I don't follow really college basketball all that closely until March madness hits, but You have a team that was secluded away from their families in a bubble for over two months that went out and won the Stanley Cup in one of the most difficult settings you could ever possibly put together. 
the fact that they weren't even nominated is why I hate the fact that ESPN now has the rights to hockey because they put it on the back burner behind every other sport. Imagine they put it on the back burner behind the World Series of Poker, and now they're the rights holder. That's what bothers me. That's what you know gets under my skin is that the one of, if not the best sport out there is going to a company who has the rights to their games in that company. You could watch their programming for a week straight and you might get 30 seconds of hockey talk. So it, it bugged me that the lightning were not only not nominated, but not even mentioned for best team. It's, it, it's ridiculous. Look, I hear you because I, I feel like hockey is one of the most exciting sports to watch uh, live and in person, obviously, but also even on television. I mean, it's just it's it's a great uh, it's, it's a great sport to watch. And, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I think I mean, at the end of the day, the reason is that most Americans just unfortunately don't agree with us. And, and you know, it is it is what it is, I suppose. Uh, you look at the ratings, you know, for viewership in the in the U.S. for the 2021 Stanley Cup. I mean, game one had just over a million and a half viewers. Game two had 1.6 million viewers. Game three was 2.3. And then game four in Canada was 2.9. And then game five was 3.62 million, which, you know, is obviously a good increase. But at the same time, it's it, when you talk about uh, general viewership and everything else, the, the, the American population, the American public just doesn't seem to care too much about hockey for whatever reason. I think that most Americans, if they gave it a chance, would uh, probably see how exciting it is and, and enjoy it. But, you know, I agree with you. I think basically take all the major sports uh, in America and, and, you know, put their, put their champions there for best team. And I think you have a, a good mix of talent there. As far as the player of the year, I, mean, I, I hate these conversations. Like it's kind of the reason I hate the LeBron versus MJ, you know, even versus Kobe, you know, people like to throw Kobe in there, even though he's only got one MVP. Uh, I, that's why I hate these conversations because we're, we're talking about apples and oranges and, and, and you know, in some cases it's even more different than that. I mean, you know, Tom Brady can't, you know, can't drive a car the way Lewis Hamilton can. He can't skate and shoot a puck and, and lead a hockey team the way that Connor McDavid can. But guess what? Connor McDavid can't throw a 39-yard spiral bomb into the breadbasket to Scotty Miller uh, in the end zone in, in, in Lambeau Field uh, in January. So, I mean, you can't it, – it's hard to compare them all unless you want to talk about accolades. If you want to talk about accolades, look, Tom Brady was Super Bowl champion. He defeated the MVP and he defeated the baby goat, quote-unquote, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that everybody was talking about building a dynasty in Kansas City. So he un unseated him, and he unseated Aaron Rodgers, and he unseated the New Orleans Saints, who were the bullies of the NFC South until that moment. So why wouldn't Tom Brady be the best male athlete? Because Connor McDavid certainly didn't do any of those things. You know, equal, equal, all the things being equal in hockey. You know, whoever the Pat Mahomes is of hockey, Connor McDavid didn't do that. Uh, he didn't win the Stanley Cup. He didn't, you know... Uh, he well, he is the MVP, correct? Unanimously. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, he can't beat the MVP because he is the MVP. But he's the MVP. He's the Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP who didn't win a championship. Um, did even make it to the finals? You know what I mean? Nikola Jokic, same thing. As soon as the Denver Nuggets lost Jamal uh, Murray, it was pretty much lights out. I mean, you you could see if you'd watch the Nuggets before that and watch them after that, you could tell like they're a good team. They're going to make it to the playoffs, but they weren't really going to be threatening for the crown uh, in any way, shape, or form. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, again, you're going to lose out to guys who are, who are doing the things that, that are doing the better than you. So, I mean, you could make you could make a, a case for any, you know, player who is elite in their league to potentially be the athlete of the year, the male athlete of the year, based on a variety of criteria. But really, 
even if Tom Brady had lost to pretty much anybody on here other than, say, Nikola Jokic, like I probably would have had more of a problem with him losing to the Joker, even though I'm a Nuggets fan and I, and I love what Nikola brings to the to the court. But even Conor McDavid, like you said, unanimous MVP in hockey, that's that's pretty substantial. And, you know, the difference that he does make on his team, you know, when you talk about MVPs, like that's kind of like the LeBron James standard. Like you take LeBron James off of most of the teams he's played on, they're not even playoff teams. But you take off, you know, I don't know, Kevin Durant and the team he's on is still a playoff team. So how valuable are you really if your team can still win without you? That's kind of the question I've always had. So Connor McDavid, Lewis Hamilton, just because I really don't know anything about racing, so I'm not going to argue against it. Um, so it's it's kind of splitting hairs, but I mean, whatever, man. This is a Buccaneers podcast, so we're going to celebrate it. So so go, Tom. Congratulations to you. Go, Bucks. Congratulations to you guys uh, for winning those awards. And that's going to move us into our final break of today's episode before we get into segment three. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. In fact, just recently, James, I put a new high performance air filter in my car and I got a new oil filter for it. So it's nice and ready. When I change my oil, I'm going to make sure that I've got a nice high performance oil filter in there as well to get the best my, uh, gas mileage and get a little bit of an extra horsepower boost in my uh, from my air filter before I go through and I put my cold air intake on there and really kind of tap into as much of the potential as I can. It's not a it's not a it's not a race. I'm not going to take it to any tracks or anything and put it up against anybody for any pinks or anything but I'm going to make it the best car that I can make it. And when I'm looking for these parts, I look over at rockauto.com, a family business who will prevent you from spending 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or dealership. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, rockauto.com has that bad boy for $216, but there's a chain store out there that's going to charge you $353. So please, if you're in the market for car parts, whether it be brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, Head over to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison of Bucks Nation. Dot com. Check us out on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. David. We have rankings to talk about. That we do. Uh, we're going to continue our look at ESPN's uh, poll that they did. It's not really a ranking from their aspect. It's a poll that they did. Again, 50 executives, coaches, players, scouts. Uh, they polled a bunch of people and then in the National Football League within the business to find out who the top 10 players are at each position group. And we've been going through the defense because that's the order that they went in. And today we're going to catch up a little bit and we're going to go over the cornerbacks. So according to all of these 50 people that they interviewed and that they they got opinions from, Jalen Ramsey is the number one cornerback in the National Football League. The several, several, uh, the large group of Buccaneers fans that are also Florida State fans will probably agree wholeheartedly with that. Marlon Humphrey, number two. Xavier Howard came in number three. Stephon Gilmore, number four. Tredavious White came in fifth. Jair Alexander came in sixth. Marshawn Lattimore, seventh. Denzel Ward, eighth. Darius Slay, ninth, and J.C. Jackson of the New England Patriots comes in 10th. Honorable mentions are Marcus Peters, William Jackson III, Kyle Fuller, Byron Jones, James Bradbury, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback Carlton Davis. So Carlton Davis not making the top 10, but did make the honorable mention list. No other Buccaneers on the honorable mentions list. And one NFC scout 
quoted in this article as saying, quote, he could be a little better in man coverage, but his instincts are top notch. End quote. James, do you agree that Carlton Davis can get better in man coverage or is this the Tyreek Hill stigma still following him into this offseason? No, I, I absolutely do think that he can get better. And I think if he shows a full season playing at the level that he did down the stretch in the playoffs last year, he'll make this top 10 list. But for as good as Carlton Davis was in 2020, which is to say he was better in 2020 than he was in 2019, there were still some, some shaky moments from Davis. There were still some inconsistencies in his game. So yeah, I do think he can be a little bit better in man coverage. I think overall we haven't seen him reach his peak as a corner. So I want to continue to see him improve. And if he does that, like I said, he'll be on this top 10 list because he has the talent. He has the ability. It's about putting it all together for a full season. And I'll tell you what, for as much shade as Carlton Davis threw at Michael Thomas after the the divisional round of the playoffs and after the Super Bowl win, he better bring it this year or you know there's going to be plenty of wide receivers ready to run their mouths about him the way he did about some other guys. So if you're going to talk the talk, you better back it up and walk the walk. So that's what I want to see out of Davis. Yeah, social media activity begets social media activity. So Carlton Davis – and, and the secondary coming in, not coming in underrated. Now they're coming in with everybody knowing that they've got Super Bowl champions to go out there and try to beat. So they're definitely going to be coming at them even harder this year than ever before. And, and James, as we got a little bit more time, continuing to catch up on these defensive rankings, again, coming out from ESPN and the poll that they did with 50 people inside the business. Uh, the number one safety in the NFL, according to this poll, Minka Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, followed by Justin Simmons. Of the Denver Broncos, Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals comes in third. Fourth is Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks. Harrison Smith, great first name, comes in number five from the Minnesota Vikings. Tyron Matthew of the Kansas City Chiefs is sixth. Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans is seventh. John Johnson, the third from the Cleveland Browns, comes in eighth. Derwin James from the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly the Florida State Seminoles, comes in ninth. And tenth comes in Jesse Bates, the third from Cincinnati Bengals. So again, no Buccaneer secondary members on this list. But then you look at the honorable mentions, Eddie Jackson, the Chicago Bears, Darnell Savage of the Green Bay Packers, which to me, he needs to be in the top 10. Marcus May of the New York Jets, Marcus Williams of the New Orleans Saints, Landon Collins of the Washington football team, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. coming off his rookie season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with an NFC offensive coach saying, quote, he's got an edge to him, good instincts. He can play down or in the open field, really instinctive player and plays so freaking hard End quote. James, what do you think about Antoine Winfield Jr. being an honorable mention in the safety group? Again, I'm okay with it. I thought, you know, he played well for a rookie. He had some incredible plays, but there's still more that needs to be done on his end if he's going to be put in these top 10 lists. Now, I will say, after the season that he had and, and after some of the things that he did, to be coming out of his rookie season and to already be an honorable mention – shows the trajectory that he's on. But yeah, I mean, there's still plenty to learn. There's still plenty for him to be able to do and, and to help this defense. And going back to segment one, that's what that's what Steve Weish was talking about. It's going to be about the defense as far as how far this Buccaneers team goes. And a lot of that is is on the secondary, continuing to improve, continuing to make plays. And I think we're going to see a big, big jump 
out of Antoine Winfield Jr. this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you know, uh, Buccaneers fans and, and to a certain extent, you have a, a point if you think that they should have been in the top 10 uh, specifically, you know, but at the same time, going from the 32nd rank, you know, unit again, you know, in, before last season to having two of your members, uh, including one rookie or, well, you know, coming off his rookie season being in those honorable mentions, that's a pretty significant uptick and it shows that the league is definitely noticed and is paying attention, but they're going to make them do it again before they really start to give them. Uh, the accolades that you know bucks fans uh probably feel they rightfully deserve so good to see them on there just in general like you said james uh but looking forward to seeing what todd bowles can do how this unit can continue to grow with another year under their belt another year of maturity and playing together and seeing what they can do in 2021 to get themselves on the top 10 list maybe we got carlin davis and antoine winfield jr in the top 10 next year and then maybe we see jamel dean sean murphy bunting maybe even jordan whitehead in the honorable mentions group next year that would be a pretty impressive feat uh, for for the Buccaneers defense, certainly. All right. Well, with that, David, we are going to get out of here. And now that you're done listening to this show, make sure you get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today, <laughs> Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Send us your uh, your requests. To join the Locked On Bucks Fantasy Football League. Again, we're going to take everybody who wants a shot. We're going to put all the names in a hat. We're going to draw out nine of them to form the rest of our league. You can do that by emailing us at lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. Give us a call at 813 444 5841, or you can shoot us a DM on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at D Harrison 82 and at Bucks underscore nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. If you're going to the boat parade, be safe, be careful. Don't slingshot full beer cans at, at the Lightning players. We saw what happened to a good friend of the show, Carmen Vitale, when she got hit by a beer that was coming flying in from the shore. Uh, it could cause some damage. So just be aware, be careful, but have an absolute blast. Hope you all have an absolutely fantastic day. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Long Long Box.